Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues are back home against the Edmonton Oilers tonight. It's a 6 o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN. 7 o'clock faceoff as the Blues will try to replicate that great performance that they had last week in Edmonton on Saturday afternoon against the Oilers. Joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line is Hall of Famer Bernie Federko. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Randy, how are you guys today? Everything's outstanding. Looking forward to you guys having the, the broadcast tonight on Bally. And, of course, you'll be involved, you and uh, Alexa. I want to start with this because you've seen it so many times, and it's kind of like the playoffs. We just can't assume that the Blues will be able to perform against Edmonton tonight like they did on Saturday. No, I guess you can never expect it, but you're hoping for that. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great effort, though, on Saturday. In fact, I, I think that's one of the best the team efforts that I've seen in an awful long time. And the Epidoilers are, are very explosive. Obviously, when you've got you know a, a McDavid, McDavid and Dreisaitl, you, you could do a lot of great things. But I, I thought defensively, the Blues just did a great job. Bennington was solid. And uh, yes, they're going to need the same effort to, to do that again tonight. Hey, Bernie, the, the Blues took a 4-0 loss on Monday. Uh, just obviously looks, looked a little bit different a lot different from the first couple of games. What did you see on Monday, and what went wrong? Well, a lot of things go wrong. I mean, uh, really, the third game of a road trip, I think that has something to do with it. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you got a couple of key people out, too, and Bushnevich and Sauter both out, so you're mixing up and matching lines. So, uh, you know, first start for Grice. I think there was a lot of different things going on. I think uh, I think Chiefs said it best when we talked about they kind of lost their concentration in the third period. Played for a pretty decent first two periods of of hockey, you know, they're only down one goal going to the third, and then kind of uh, things just kind of fell apart in that uh, uh, third period. So you're going to have things like that. I mean, you know, it's a long season. 82 games is an awful long time, but <laughs> when you uh, have some key injuries, you get some new young guys in the lineup, uh, things are going to happen. So uh, you just got to just kind of put that behind the sweep behind. Uh, they know they're going to have to play better defensively, and I think that's something right now. When you're not scoring goals, I mean, what, it was the first time they were shut out in, what, 108 games, which is an awful long time as a team. So uh, this is a team that uh, I think that just needs to bounce back. And, and you know, they got to play their identity. And I think their identity right now is, is is playing the type of game that they played in Edmonton. And hopefully they can continue to do that uh, starting tonight. And, and maybe that'll be the, the identity, the way they check uh, for the rest of the year. Hey, Bernie, you mentioned Bucinavich and his injury. Do we know uh, how long the injury is? And, and if it is a, an extended period of time, how does that impact this, this Blues team going forward? 
Well, no one's really said what injury it is. I mean, they keep saying that it doesn't look like it's serious. It's it's just nagging, whatever that means. Uh, so hopefully it's, it's not going to be something that's going to last an awful long time. But, uh, I mean, it, it puts obviously a lot of extra onus on, on everybody around because Buchnevich is, is obviously one of those guys that uh, uh, they're really counting on offensively. I mean, that line, you know, with uh, uh, Tarasenko and Thomas uh, right off the bat was, was the Blues' best line. They, they played together last year. were were fantastic. So hopefully... He's not going to be out uh, for too much longer. Uh, same thing with Saad. They're saying Saad that, that he's day-to-day. So signing Tyler Pitlick uh, gives, gives him another uh, grinder forward, which which is going to help him as well. But, um, you know, injuries are part of the game. I mean, you're going to have them. It's it's a grueling game. And uh, when you have the injuries, somebody else gets an opportunity to step up. I mean, uh, with Britt Brown coming back the other night, I mean, he's a guy that uh, can score goals. I mean, they're, they're looking for offense, and then there's they need to find – other people that are going to score some goals and, and create some offense. And Bernie, when people like Barbashev moves up, Shen moves up to the top line on the wing, other people are, as you mentioned, getting opportunities, but you just can't count on some of those guys in the, in the bottom six, even though we know they're talented players. Brown, Levo, Neighbors, none of those three spent the entire year last year at the NHL level. Uh, Walker spent part of last year at the in the minor league, so did Toropchenko. That's your, part of your bottom six, five of your bottom six, and then the other one is Achari. And so you really need to have your top guys because your depth is getting, early on really being tested here. Yeah, your depth gets tested right off the bat, Randy. But I, I think that I think the Blues proved last year that they could score with all four lines, and I think that's something that uh, they still believe that they do have enough depth that they can do that. But certainly, when you miss, miss a couple of the key guys that you know that can score, uh, it does. As you said, everybody moves up a little bit, and everybody's capable of doing it. But uh, I think the chemistry uh, changes a little bit. I think uh, uh, when you're on different lines, uh, you know you're not sure exactly what the next guy is going to do unless you play for three or four games with him. Then you start understanding their their habits and this and that, and it works out better. But I think that the Blues obviously need to get you know more out of Cairo right now. Ryan O'Reilly hasn't really done anything offensively yet. You know, Shen has been, has been good, so has Tarasenko and Thomas. Thomas needs to shoot the puck more when he's only got a couple of shots in, in the four game that he's played. So uh, there, there's things that they're going to certainly talk about. Um, the penalty kill has been great. Uh, the power play has got to chip in and score once again, but but certainly there there is enough talent on this team, but it does put an onus on it. But it also at the same time gives guys chance to to show that they can score and that they will score. So I mean the Edmonton Oilers are not a, a really good checking team as well. So I expect that uh, if you can score some goals, this would be a team uh, tonight that you can start to try to uh, get some offense going against them. Hey, Bernie, a couple of nights ago, the Blues were able to hold McDavid and Dreisaitl to five shots on goal combined. Um, what do you expect those two to come out looking like tonight, knowing that they didn't get many opportunities in the last game? And, and how how uh, effective offensively do you think they'll try to be? Well, you would expect that. I mean, Edmonton was down with three to one the other night in the second period, but they ended up getting 26 shots on goal and ended up winning that game six to three. So uh, they, they can, they're explosive. And, yes, those two guys, I'm sure – uh, we'll be trying to be at their best tonight. Uh, um, you know, the Blues, though, have really done a good job against the Oilers uh, and those two guys over the course of their careers. careers. I mean, I think that uh, the Blues are one of the only, what, one of only two teams that McDavid doesn't average a point a game. He's below a point a game against the Blues in his career. So, uh, for whatever reason, I think you can give Ryan O'Reilly a lot of credit for that because he usually matches up. Uh, against Connor McDavid, but you can only you can slow them down. You can't shut them down forever. And, and certainly, Drysaddle 
had a great game uh, against Pittsburgh the other night. I think he had a couple of goals and had an assist. So uh, those are the two guys, yes, they've got a lot of pride in themselves. I mean, they, they've been, what, out of the last, what, three years, they've been the Hart Trophy winner, the Hart Rose, like two or three of the last years. So uh, those guys can score, and the Blues are going to have to watch them. And I think that's always the game plan against the Edmonton Oilers to shut those two guys down. But uh, the Oilers also have some other players that can score, so you can't just uh, go against two guys. you got to go against the entire team. Finally, Bernie, our mutual friend Jeremy Rutherford has a piece up at The Athletic about Craig McTavish, who was the last player in the NHL to play without a helmet. You, you never played a game in the NHL without a helmet, did you? No, I did not. No, no. I mean, I could have. I mean, anybody that yeah. came in after 1979 had to wear a helmet, but anybody before 1979... Uh, you could still sign a waiver and you didn't have to use the helmet. But, uh, no, I played the junior with the helmet on and uh, there was no reason to take it off. And, uh, well, Craig Craig would have done the same thing. And Craig's uh, younger than I am, so he obviously would have uh, had the opportunity to take it off. He took it off and he kept it off. So uh, I, I, just... I, 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 I used to shake my head at all those guys that, that didn't wear a helmet. But uh, he got away with it, and uh, it was, it's really interesting because the game I would never recommend uh, anybody not wearing a helmet but playing that game because it's with the ice is too hard, the boards is hard, the glass is hard, and it goes way too fast to not wear a helmet. I was going to say, <laughs> you really have to trust your surroundings, and it's not just the other players. It's all those things you mentioned, too. Absolutely. The sticks are flying around, pucks are flying around. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing that, that he uh, was able to, to get through it all with, without any serious injuries. injuries. But uh, I think the league has done the, the right thing by making sure that everybody's uh, wearing the helmets and and obviously now I mean uh, what uh, you have you have to wear the the, the, the little face uh, shield too as of what uh, anybody that came to the league what three or four years ago now you have to you have to wear the, the the face shield as well so uh, these are uh, things that are for the safety of the players and and uh, I think it's the kids watch it at, uh, when they're watching the game the kids need to do the same thing so I, I think it's the right thing to do. Hey Bernie, do you ever watch a game and say, "Ooh, that looked like that hurt"? I, I watch football often, and I and I see people get hit, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then I have to remember, "Oh, I used to do that for a living as well." I guess that's how people looked at us. Do you ever wa- find yourself watching the game and say, "What are they? Why would they? Why would you sign up for this?" Well, you know what? It used to be that way, but the game has changed, and your game too. The same way the football. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's not the big, big hits where you see that you used to say, "You go, holy smokes, that's crazy." Well, now they really eliminated most of those hits. Now you can go through the middle of the ice now and have your head down, and no one's going to hit you. In the old days, uh, you were taught you go down through the middle with your head down, you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. So you still better not have your head down. So. Yeah, I mean, there's still hits every once in a while. You go, holy smokes, the, the, the guys go way too fast for that to happen. But uh, they, they've really turned that down. So I, mean, I kind of miss the I, – I, I don't like the fact that they've taken away a lot of the uh, open ice hits out, out of the game. I think that you still should be able to do that. But uh, obviously they're trying to, to look for the safety of the players. And uh, football the same way. And, yep. And I think they're protecting the, the quarterbacks a little too much, too, in football watching now. Indeed. Uh, it, it's just – you know what, it's, it's still – a part of the game that you sign up for, you're supposed to be able to get hit here. That, that's what uh, uh, hockey and, and football have hitting in there, and if they take that away, it's not going to be the same game ever. Bernie, it's always great to hear your voice. We always love having you on every Wednesday. We'll be tuned in tonight, Valley Sports Midwest, for the Blues and the Oilers, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, fellas. You guys have a great day. You too. Thank you. That's all of Famer Bernie Federico on 101 ESPN.